Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we are reading the readings for the sixth Sunday of Easter, which is May 17th, 2020. And this week I am joined by a very special guest. I have with me Rachel from the Feminine Genius Podcast. How are you, Rachel? I am so good, Jenna. Thank you for having me on. Thanks so much for doing this. I We had the chance to talk before because I was on your podcast. And so I can it'll be into doing mine. <laughs> so thanks so much for joining us today. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your faith journey and your life? Certainly. Yeah. And I just wanted to comment too, just, it's, I don't know if it's just because it's been a while since I've, you know, been interviewed. So I'm like, this is such a different setup and I'm not used to it, but thank you again for having me on. It's such a pleasure to speak with you today. Um, so I think first and foremost, like you said, my name is Rachel. I'm from Vancouver, Canada. I, I feel like now that I'm interviewing folks from the States, I have to make the distinction, but I'm from Vancouver, Canada, born and raised. Um, and I've been born and raised Catholic. Uh, um, my parents uh, were you know, married into the faith and my sisters and I, we were all baptized in the faith. We went to Catholic elementary and high school. So for the most part, it was a given in my life. But I feel like, you know, all throughout, I had a real like head knowledge of who God was. And I was really striving to really know who God was like in my head. Um, And we would be taught in elementary school, all these things like, you know, Jesus loves you. uh, Jesus has a plan for you. And, you know, he wants to know you. So I was like, okay, well, I know him and he knows me and that's great. But I guess what I found was that as I was growing up, there were a lot of different things that proved otherwise that he loved me or that there was a plan for me. So, you know, growing up, I had a lot of instances where I was bullied and that led to um, some mental health issues down the road. I lost my grandmother very early on. Um, And, you know, just a lot of different things and like high school in itself as a high school teacher, Jenna, I'm sure you know that sometimes it can be very, um, it can be a very cruel place in the world. Um, But all throughout, I was like, well, if God loves me, then why is he allowing all this suffering to happen? So, when I left high school and I was entering into um, a public university, I thought that, well, this is the perfect time to kind of shake God free. And of course, all this time, I was still going to Mass just because I knew that it was important to my parents. And I thought that it would continue to help me with that like head knowledge of God and just be like, yeah, like I'm a good Catholic. I know all the Bible stories forwards and backwards. Um, but I knew deep in my heart that there was a distance between us and I wanted it to stay that way just because while there were a number of sufferings in my own life, there were a lot of sins that I was also encountering as well. And I would say it was probably, you know, 
partway through my university, my undergrad degree, that uh, I really hit a very uh, deep and, and dark place where like my mental health was kind of out of control. I had no idea what I was doing with school. Like I'd already changed my program once and I was just like, if I change it again, I'm going to be so set back. I've wasted so much money. I've wasted so much time. And all the while I was just like, yeah, like God is still not coming through. Like, where is this guy? Why isn't he helping me out in my time of distress? Um, and so at the end of the year in 2016, I was invited to go to this conference and it's hosted by Catholic Christian Outreach, which is kind of like our equivalent of focus in the United States. And, you know, a big conference and I was invited to it uh, and I was really worried uh, about going just because I, I didn't really know anyone, um, even though it was held in my hometown, uh, I hadn't been going to any smaller events. So I had no friends in it. And I think worse still, I was worried that if I went, people would see through me and they'd be like, no, first of all, I've never seen this person. So who are you? But also you just don't seem like one of us. Um, and I knew like deep in my heart that I was carrying a lot of sins, a lot of wounds, a lot of baggage. And I was just like, I, I don't even know if I can go through with this. And, you know, it came to a head where literally a couple days before going to this conference, I got so sick that I actually slept through Christmas, totally missed Christmas. And, you know, I thought that that was an invitation from God to be like, you know, just, just end your life and that's it. Um, but I know now from looking back that there was also, um, weirdly enough, there was some hope inside of me and, uh, there was a bit of pause, like God was also telling me to pause. So I was kind of like, okay, so who's speaking to me? So I know now that it was the devil trying to just like instill fear, but also God was really fighting hard um, to save me, literally. And so in that conference, um, I felt my heart grow in leaps and bounds and just really go from being like a hardened heart to just like soften and, and actually become like a, a heart of flesh. And I would say the biggest moment was just being in Eucharistic adoration, you know, seeing Jesus for the first time in the Blessed Sacrament, and then being invited to go to confession, thinking that, okay, surely this is when I get excommunicated because of all my sins. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, just unloading all of the hurt, all of the baggage, all of the anger, you know, just kind of being like to the priest, I had suffered so much and... I don't know where he's been the whole time. I don't even know if he knows who I am. And, you know, the priest looked at me with such eyes of love. And really, like, we say that priests, when they give the sacrament, or, you know, at any point, they really are like an embodiment of Jesus, but particularly in reconciliation. And, you know, I just felt like it was Jesus staring back at me, like, you know, you're forgiven, welcome home. And I want you to know that, you know, Jesus does know your name. And I think that had been really like the biggest wound of my own heart too, was that I knew I had a head knowledge of Jesus, but I didn't know him in my heart. Um, you know, and I didn't think that he knew who I was. And of course, you know, God has a perfect way of doing things where the theme of that uh, rise up is what the conference is called. But the theme of that rise up was from Isaiah 43, which is called by name. Um, and I was just like, mm. okay, you know, if, there was a, if there wasn't a louder sign, um, you know, he was using like a bullhorn and being like, this is it. I love you. Right. You know, <laughs> so 
so yeah, that's where I've been. And ever since, you know, praise be Jesus, being able to journey with uh, an amazing community um, and, and growing in my faith with my family and, and trying to restore a lot of brokenness in my own life, but this time alongside Jesus and not doing it on my own. Yeah, that's amazing. I see so many parallels between our, um, between our stories, mm. um, which is so, so interesting. Um, I, I love, I just love, um, I just love adoration. And I think mm-hmm. if you talk to so many people that have walked kind of similar journeys as us, it's like, that's when the Lord like really reveals himself. Totally. And then it's always paired with confession. Like, you know what I mean? Like once truth is revealed, <laughs> When our eyes are open, it's like, ooh, I gotta like, I gotta get rid of this, this like falsity, you know what I mean? This fake, just like outer garment that I've been wearing. Cause like now Absolutely. I know truth. I love that. So beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, my pleasure. So tell us about your, your podcast, um, the Feminine Genius Podcast. How did that kind of come about? And uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, certainly. So I guess alongside like, you know, my personal journey of kind of trying to figure out who God was in my own heart, I think, you know, when I looked around at, um, you know, church, for example, just the different types of church going ladies, Catholic ladies in my own Mm -hmm. mind, you know, there were like the the mothers that had what seemed like a gazillion kids running around or the ladies with the Catholic women's league who could just bake exceptional things or, you know, women who were veiling and praying all the time. Um, And then as I went in community, like there were so many amazing Catholic women and I was really, you know, kind of hurting inside. And I was just like, Lord, I don't see myself fit in, in any of these categories You know, like I I know that I have unique gifts and talents that you've given me, but I have no idea how that fits. And I like, I'm not washing dishes and praying groceries simultaneously while there is a child on my hip. Like, I don't like, that's not me. I can't do that. And I was getting really frustrated just because I had no idea what it meant to be a Catholic woman. And I was really Mm -hmm. lost in that identity. And the abridged version is just that, again, it was actually an Eucharistic adoration that Um, you know, for, I would say four months, the Lord had been pursuing me with this project. um, And I kind of wrote wrote it off as just utter distraction in prayer. And finally, the Lord came to me and he said, you know what, what if this isn't a distraction? Like, what if I'm actually calling you to do a project such as this? And I came back with a lot of excuses. um, And the biggest thing, ironically enough, was that I didn't have a name for this podcast. And in the midst of that, I actually, um, I was at the Adoration Chapel attached to my friend's parish, and I was visiting uh, Ottawa, our capital at the time. So when we went back to her place, I quickly did a, a quick Google search, and I found this term that was kind of sitting on my heart, feminine genius, um, and then found the beauty of uh, Pope St. John Paul II's writing. So his letter to women um, written in 1995 and Mulieris Dignitatum, 1987, 1988, And just reading it and seeing how he talked about femininity and womanhood and the fact that there is such a uniqueness to who we are as women and the fact that there is no right way or there's no one way to do it. But as long as we live out our gifts or as he terms it, the genius of women, as we live out these gifts and talents that he's given to us, the more women we become, the more I I become. 
That's not grammatically correct. The more me I become. <laughs> and, you, and, um, and yeah, so that was kind of the inspiration for it. And, and just recognizing too that, you know, like that resonated with me. And I felt like, well, I must not be the only one that feels like they can't, um, or, or maybe that they're struggling with their feminine identity in Jesus, our daughtership, um, who we are as, as women, mothers, wives, sisters, um, all those things. So it's just been a great opportunity to chat with lovely women like yourself who are doing amazing things for our church. We're living out their feminine genius and just growing, um, growing the kingdom here on earth. So. That's beautiful. I, I just love that mission because you're so right. Like, I think we have this, this idea of like, yeah, like you said, like the veiled woman, which is like beautiful and amazing, but also like, yeah, you're right. That's not, you know, God has created each of us uniquely and and wonderfully and beautifully. And like, Mm -hmm. even if you just think about all the different women of the Bible and how vastly different they all were. Yeah. You know what I mean? And God is, God is able to do so much through each and every one of them that I, yeah, I just appreciate so much what you're, what you're doing because it it is, it's just helpful to be reassured of, you know, one's own unique identity. Certainly. You know? Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing that with us. My pleasure. All right. Cool. All right. We ready to dive into the readings for the week? Yes, let's do it. Okay, so Rachel's going to read the first reading. It is from Acts chapter 8, verses 5 to 8, and verses 14 to 17. Okay. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed the Christ to them. With one accord, the crowds paid attention to what was said by Philip when they heard it and saw the signs he was doing. For unclean spirits crying out in a loud voice, came out of many possessed people, and many of the paralyzed or crippled people were cured. There was great joy in that city. Now when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent them Peter and John, who went down and prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For it had not yet fallen upon any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they laid hands on them and received the Spirit. Beautiful. Any thoughts that stick out to you as you're reading that? Certainly, yeah. Um, it's funny just because I was re- I was reading them a couple days earlier to prepare for this, but now I'm seeing that this is really like um, on the USCCB website, it's split into the two paragraphs that it really shows, you know, the first one being that sacrament of baptism and then the second paragraph is that sacrament of confirmation. Right. And, right. And just thinking about how, of course, like it is enough that we are baptized in the name of Jesus. Like, of course, like, you know, that is what gives us our identity. Right. But then we're also, we also have that universal call to mission and to holiness. And just in the same way at Pentecost that Jesus breathes the Holy Spirit in the apostles and sends them out. And now, you know, they're doing that in Jesus's name. They're sending more people out. That is incredible. I love it. Yeah. 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 I, I, that's exactly what I was thinking that, 
it's not, you know, it's not complete. It's not fulfilled until they receive, you know, that sacrament of confirmation and, and the Holy Spirit comes upon them. Right. Um, I was also thinking that it was cool that um, um, the, as soon as the rest of the apostles hear that Samaria has accepted the word of God, the first Peter and John is to pray. They went yes. down and they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Like, when is that my first reaction to, to any good news? Like so never. True. And it should be, yeah, you know, and that's like, the first thing they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just like the joy that is um, just flooding out of these uh, of, yeah, Peter and John um, just when they hear that. And, and even like among the people in the city as well, when they see the actions that are happening, um, you know, it's, it's Jesus acting through Philip and seeing how, you know, oh, like, okay, these are my friends who maybe were paralyzed or they were crippled or they were possessed and whatnot. And now they're free of all of these infirmities. And, and just, you know, that line there, there was great joy in that city that really, I don't know, kind of like let a fire in my heart too. And just being like, okay, when we hear good news, like you were saying, we should be praying we should be rejoicing and we should be celebrating with these people who have come to know Christ in a more intimate way. Mm, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. All right, cool. Shall we go on to the second reading? I think we, yes, let's do up. that. All right, cool. So the second reading is um, first letter of Peter chapter three, verses 15 to 18. Beloved sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope, Mm -hmm. but do it with gentleness and reverence, keeping your conscience clear so that when you are maligned, those who defame your good conduct in Christ may themselves be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that be the will of God, than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous, that he might lead you to God. Put to death in the flesh, he was brought to life in the spirit. Gorgeous, right? Yes, slain. (laughs) (laughs) So beautiful. I love, um, always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope. Yeah. Like to have that, that testimony and that, that reason why, if someone asks you, why are you a Christian? I don't know what, if, if someone asked me that question, I would be like, um, let me have five minutes and go prepare, <laughs> you know, my answer. And then I'll, I'll get back to you. But like, no, this is the deepest part of our identity. Certainly, That yeah. should not be a hard question to answer, you know? For sure. Yeah. The only hard part about it should be like, okay, do I give the 30 second, the five minute, or do you have an hour? Right, right, <laughs> so, right, right. right. <laughs> Yeah. But, but I guess it's like, like you said, that is, it's such a a clear call to, like you say, have a testimony ready. And then also just the way that we're supposed to share it, right? Like we shouldn't kind of be like, okay, well, let me get out my soapbox so that I'm a little taller than all of you. And I can just like preach down on all of Mm. you. No, it's like, it's really sharing um, as much as possible in an accessible way, uh, Jesus and the way that he worked in our own lives, how he has helped us to discover more of who we are. Um, and yeah, and just to do it with gentleness and reverence. Um, 
Like that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. That, um, that, that we don't, yeah, exactly. Like make anyone feel worse and make ourselves feel like we are, we are better than or something like that. Um, and I think Peter is the best witness of that because, you know, he, he denied knowing Christ three different times and, and failed him those three different times. And, and he's like, yeah, like I'm not, I'm no better than, than anyone, you know, than any, I'm, uh, I think of the line, like Chris came to see sinners of whom I'm the worst. Like that's Peter. That's right. You know, and yet there's a way to, there's like this way to evangelize without, um, you know, condemning. And I, I think he's trying to give that, you know, that yeah. instruction here. For sure. And, and also like that last part there uh, too, just kind of after it talks about um, sharing your, your testimony with gentleness and reverence, you know, for it is better to suffer for doing good if that be the will of God, than for doing evil. And I feel like, you know, so many times I, you know, I'll admit it, I'm always looking for an easier or faster way uh, to do something and get around something. And it's, it's a reminder that, you know, sometimes we'll go through our lives. And even if we plan it well, and we think, you know, we're following the will of God to a T, Um, You know, sometimes like things might change, like there are a lot of circumstances, especially, you know, we're recording in coronavirus time. So a lot of things that we thought Mm -hmm. were certain are not certain anymore. Um, But it is better to suffer for doing good if that be the will of God. So just kind of like always having that assurance, that faith in us that, you know, as long as we're doing things and we're following the will of God as much as possible, we try our best to do that. Um, then it is better to do that than to kind of cut corners and settle for less, settle for evil. You know, I hear that word and I'm like, ah, no, no evil. So, yeah, yeah, amen, amen. Preach it, love it. All right, cool. (laughs) Um, Do you want to go on to the gospel then? Sure. Okay, so the gospel today is John chapter 14, verses 15 to 21. Okay. Jesus said to his disciples, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to be with you always. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot accept because it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and reveal myself to him. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. And can I just say too, <laughs> I feel Please. like it's always in the gospel of John where, you know, he gives Jesus these types of dialogues where it's just like, you know, I and my father and my father and you and you it just kind of, so when I'm reading that, I'm just like, okay, Rachel, you have to focus. It's like you <laughs> read it slowly, but it's yes. just so, <laughs> but it's so beautiful just because he really shows that connection 
between, you know, himself as like this bridge, right? Like, you know, there's us and there's Jesus and there's God, his father. And Jesus is that bridge, that mediator. And then now he adds another kind of like bonus. He's going to give you an advocate. He's going to give us the Holy Spirit. That's incredible. Yeah, like, yeah, I I was just saying, I was thinking that um, exactly what you said, like Jesus includes us in this like Trinitarian relationship Mm. between him and the father and the spirit and him and the spirit and the father. And Jesus is like, yeah, you're like, you're a part of this. And, um, you know, like the love, like he says in the last verse, whoever loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and reveal myself to him. It's just like this outpouring of love from the Trinity, like trickles, you know, the, the love that they all three have for each other kind of like trickles down yeah onto us you know that's just kind of the visual I had as you were reading that for sure and even that fact too where he talks about you know I will I will not leave you orphans I will come to you because as we know like here he's talking about this is maybe just before his passion um and and obviously everything that is to happen um but yeah in a little while the world will no longer see me and he's just trying to instill, I imagine it as like, he's trying to instill like confidence in the apostles and just be like, you know, even though all of these things are going to take place that maybe at this point in your life or at this moment, you don't understand, just know that I will never abandon you. And I think, you know, I think back to my own story and I'm sure, you know, for yourself, Jenna, and maybe other listeners, like so many times we feel like the Lord has abandoned us mm. and we feel like, you know, where, where has he gone? Like, is he hiding behind the tree or like, is he just like somewhere far, far away? And my sight doesn't go that far, but just the fact that he always comes through, no matter how many times I feel like, aha, like I've got you, you're not coming through. Um, no, it's like, he's, he always, um, will, will arrive just when he needs to, and he will never leave us abandoned or orphaned. And he always comes to us. Like we never have to go seek him out. Mm. Like he will always meet us where we're at. Yes. Yes. I love that. That reminds me of the image of um, the prodigal son and how it's the father that like runs to the son. You know, exactly. all we have to do is just like turn towards him and he, he takes care of the, of the, of the distance, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm so reassured by that verse. I will not leave you orphans. I will mm-hmm. come to you. And I'm sure the apostles were too, because, you know, if you hear Jesus saying, you know, I'm going to go away. They're like, what? Like, where are you going? Where are you going? We need you. Um, and, and he says, it's on that day, you will realize that I am in the father and you are in me and I in you. It's like, we need the Holy Spirit to make this all makes sense. And I think that's like the connection between all three of these readings is the, mm-hmm. is the, is the work of the spirit and how, again, it's not complete mm-hmm. until, until we have that spirit to kind of help it all make sense, you know? And then like you were saying in times of difficulty where we feel, you know, abandoned or, or, you know, whatever, it's like the spirit's the one that reveals, you know, he's the one that, that shows up in some way. Right what in ways we might not expect, but the Holy Spirit's always doing, doing the work, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like he says there, it's like, it's the gift of an advocate to be with you always. Mm. Um, And I love that connection that you just made, you know, like just the spirit being woven through all of those readings. Um, And it's just something to, to really, I would say, keep in mind as we, like, you know, if you are in a 
good place. You're in a sense of consolation right now. Um, just to remember that, you know, the Lord will always come through because I think it's then that when we have that deep confidence in consolation in those maybe darker periods or like lower periods, it's something to look back on and be like, okay, the Lord has shown up for me before and he will show up again. Yes. Amen. Amen. He has not failed us. And he never will. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Okay. This is, that's so great. Um, So Rachel, tell me, um, do you have a challenge for us that we could like take into the week kind of based on these readings? Mm. Not to put you on the spot. (laughs) No, no, not at all. And you know what? There are so many challenges that I, that I guess spring to mind when I think of these three readings. Um, But I would say, you know, and, and I think Jenna, it was so beautiful because when you opened our prayer just before we started recording, you said, come Holy Spirit. So I would say, you know, like really invoke the name of the Holy Spirit this week as you pray. I know that for myself, like sometimes I will like invoke the name of Jesus as we should, um, but also call upon the Holy Spirit just because like it says in this gospel, he's um, the spirit is always with us. And like you were saying, Jenna reveals so much of the completion of what it means to be in that Trinitarian relationship um, with God, the father, God, the son, and that spirit. And we're not um, excluded from that. We're actually meant to be a part of it. So yeah, pray with the Holy spirit today and ask the Holy spirit to guide you. Mm, Amen. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So thanks so much for, for joining me today. This was so amazing. Um, Can you tell us where we can like connect with you and find out more about you and your podcast? Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, So the Feminine Genius podcast can be found, you know, wherever you listen to A Shower of Roses. Uh, I'm sure it'll be the more or less the same platform. So Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that fun jazz. Uh, And then you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at FemGeniusPod. So F-E-M-G-E-N-I-U-S-P-O-D. Uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And our website is just feminineniuspodcast.com. Yeah. All the episodes and, uh, you know, bonus like show notes and stuff are there. Perfect. This is awesome. Rachel, thanks so much for being with us today. I so appreciate it. Oh, likewise, Shanna. It's been a real pleasure to pray with you today. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Shower of Roses and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A Shower of Roses podcast. You can also check out a shower of roses podcast.com for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week.